You're listening to episode 47 of the Medical Device Made Easy podcast. Welcome to the Medical Device Made Easy podcast. I am Munir Lazuzi, a medical device expert specialized on quality and regulatory affairs. My mission is to help you learn how to place a compliant medical device on the market. For that, I'll share with you my experience and the one of others on this podcast. Are you ready for your dose of regulation and standard today? Okay, so let the show begin. Welcome to the Medical Device Made Easy podcast. Here is Munir Alazuzi from easymedicaldevice.com. And today I will help you to set up your EQMS. I mean, I, he's not only me, I have with me Jakob uh, Siorslev. Uh, from uh, from uh, Simpler QMS, he's the CEO of Simpler QMS uh, and is located in Denmark. And he will help us to implement an EQMS. So, Jakob, welcome to the Medical Device Made Easy podcast. Thank you so much, Monia, and uh, thank you for inviting me to uh, this podcast. We've been looking forward to this. Yeah, great. So thank you for that. So uh, just for the audience, so uh, we decided to make two episodes with Jacob because the discussion I had with him was really interesting. And um, he started to explain to me the different uh, activities that uh, need to be done for the implementation of an EQMS, so uh, electronic quality management system. And then we had a small discussion about validation. I said, oh, maybe we should do then two episodes, one about the implementation and one about the validation. So you'll have the, you are lucky because you'll have then two episodes with Jacob, uh, one this week and one next week, uh, where we'll really help you to set up a quality management system, uh, an electronic quality management system, and then also to validate. So, Jacob, just before to start, can you just introduce yourself to the audience and then we can really go through the questions? Of course. Thank you. Um, originally, I have been uh, the vice president of IT for a medical device company. Uh, I worked there for 20 years. Uh, one of the gains and um, experiences that I uh, learned from there, it was very easy to implement an IT system but to get the regulatory compliance with the, uh, with the IT system and to ensure that the records that was in there with those uh, uh, IT systems that we implemented, that they could be accepted by regulatory authorities was a big challenge. Okay. And uh, I think uh, I took the experience out that this is something that a lot of companies actually needs. And I also think that what I have learned is that Many companies out there, they are struggling on how to actually do this. And I see many examples that people have invested in IT tools, but when they get audited, they bring out the papers. So that is the problem today. Okay. And um, so you created then this company, so Simpler QMS. Yes. Of, uh, of, I mean, I think you didn't find your, your, the right solution for you on the field. So you said, why not building it directly? And uh, we will really talk about that uh, at the end of the episode, just to explain a bit more about uh, your solution and how this helps um, medical device manufacturers and uh, maybe accelerate also the, uh, the implementation of, uh, of the quality management system or quality management uh, certification. So, uh, Jacob, just maybe then to start on the on the episode and really to uh, explain to the people um, the implementation of an EQMS. So, um, maybe just the first question before. So, we talk about EQMS. What is I mean, what 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 do you see as the different solution for a company? There is EQMS, and what is the other solution for them? 
Um, you can say that uh, when you uh, when you look upon uh, the standard, the uh, the uh, ISO one three four eight five, all the processes that are explained in there. If you are putting that into an electronic uh, system, then you are actually starting to build a uh, EQMS. Um, so. It, it is actually uh, when you when you start touching this area, uh, the first thing you actually need to understand is uh, is this a regulated process or not? There are many processes out there where you are using an IC system where you don't have to do uh, validation because there's no regulatory uh, requirements. But if you uh, if you go into the process with electronic document management. Uh, if you are using uh, the system for complaints or anything like that, at that point of time, you're actually starting to build a EQMS. So it's and it is here. using a software, if I can say, it's really using a, a digital tool to record all your information and to help you, if I can say, to manage them. But I think before that, we had really just paper, if I can say. So it's uh, yes. really the solution that was only existing. Yeah. So you can say uh, today, if you are just on uh, on a paper, then uh, what is the process uh, to uh, try to uh, uh, to get that into uh, a system? And uh, here, uh, I think we always try to uh, explain that when you uh, when you when you want to apply an IT system uh, for uh, this area, you should try to start with a small project. Okay. Uh, and uh, one of the things that uh, you need to uh, understand is that the risk is actually that many, many companies will try to uh, implement a project that is actually too big. It will be too expensive. It will be too risky. It will take too much time. And many people in the process will actually stop the project and they will never get, get uh, uh, completed. So actually the first, first phase that you actually need to uh, establish is how can you establish a software where you can have electronic records and where you can have electronic approvals? That is the first uh, project that you have to, uh, to uh, do. And for many companies, that sounds like a small project, which is good because uh, the risk is small and the time frame for actually doing this is also short, which is what we're looking for. But and I also when you are saying something like um, not taking, not starting with a big project. So yes. um, well, what I'm seeing now when I'm seeing an EQMS, I see the parts related to dog control, the part related maybe to uh, Kappa system, the part related to training, the part related to uh, design, the part related to compliance. Um, Etc. Etc. There is so many blocks, if I can say, on on the kind of You're absolutely right. Are you talking about specifically, for example, starting just with a dog control uh, project and then making a second wave to include a Kappa system and the third wave to include the compliance, etc. Etc. Is it what you are mentioning here? That's exactly what I'm okay. actually mentioning. Uh, so, so kind of the the first phase is actually uh, because. Uh, when you are going from the system you have today or the process or the paper that you have today, there are some adjustments you actually need to make in the procedures that you already have in place. So any company that has been in this industry for some kind of uh, time, they will have a procedure for document control. So when you are implementing 
uh, and process that will be supported by an electronic tool, there are changes that you need to implement into this procedure. And that is actually one of the first things that you need to uh, change. And another thing is also that um, you have uh, what's very important uh, in the first phase is that you have a procedure for identity management. Okay. Who are the people uh, that you verify the identity of the people that you actually have a contract where people sign that when they are using this system that they know about the rules and they also understand that when they are applying the electronic approval inside of the system, it is equivalent with the, with the handwritten signature. Exactly. And uh, this is a, a very good start to get that implemented. Um, the, what you're also mentioning here is that most people and most of these companies will have the ambition to include all of the, uh, the design control uh, documentation that they have. Yeah. And I see many that, that where, they, where they will try to collect all the history, get all their files, and put everything in as the first project. This will often fail because in the process, they will see that they both have to change processes. They, are, they also have to take all their documentation, which is the foundation of their company, to put it into a new system that they don't totally understand yet. So the, so the first phase is to build the smallest project with the biggest impact and the smallest risk. Because when you have, because when you have established this first phase and people understand this and you have some information in there that the company will consider as low risk, then uh, to put the next uh, topic on there is much, much easier because the company and the people that has taken the training that are using the system for a small area, they can suddenly see the consequences on, on uh, the biggest, on, on uh, the more uh, uh, intensive documentation that they will be included in the second phase. Okay, and so I think it's really, really important here. So uh, your advice when we are setting up an EQMS is mainly to first start with a small project. Uh, and mainly the idea is to start with a small project that people start to getting used to the software, start to get used to, um, to start to put documents inside, to understand uh, digital signature, to understand the workflow, to understand uh, all what is needed to be done with the software, it's like a pilot uh, project, if I can say, for uh, integrating the, the new software. And then after that, we start to uh, put another um, layer or another uh, step on the project with another block, if I can say, to include. Yes. But um, what, when we are um, kind of including an EQMS, so there is those different phases. So as soon as you finalize the first one, you have the training of the people, you have... Uh, kind of a good understanding of the EQMS. So what do you think can be the next phase or the next step that they, they have to do? Uh, the advice uh, after the first phase is kind of that you go for every documentation you have on design control. Kind of the, the very vital files for the product that goes into what the actual intention of the companies that are implementing this, these uh, uh, of uh, the systems, what they actually 
started the company for. Okay. And uh, it's a, it's a, um, it's normally a huge collection of documents, even though that it's a smaller company. Uh, you know, this industry, it dictates that you document everything, you have records for everything. So the history, it becomes big. So it's, uh, it's kind of uh, ensuring that uh, the, uh, uh, the design history file, it can go in there. And uh, you also have to design a migration project in order to define what are the records that we need in there and how are we going to get it in there. And it is not always a very easy uh, exercise because what happens over time is that you have working files that's typically uh, the last uh, version of the copy of the document that you've been working on right now, but you have made many, many versions over time. And it's kind of trying to identify what is the last version of uh, the document. And that is, for some companies, uh, not uh, always very easy. Okay, uh, so um, I think it's uh, this advice can be really uh, understandable by everybody because, um, as you mentioned, the, those documents, the design files, the the, the DHF, the, the technical files, etc., are really the basis of the company, and we start to link uh, with all the other blocks that will arrive after that. They will link to to those files because uh, at the end we are selling those products, so we have really to understand the source files. Uh, okay, so design, I think, makes sense. What is next for you? Um, it's a little bit uh, related to what, what is very important to companies, but one of the other topics, we have uh, the qualification of suppliers, the qualification of equipment. Uh, there's many regulations regarding suppliers having a process for qualifying them. Uh, building a collection of all the documents that you have uh, uh, around those, uh, coming into production equipment, uh, being able to uh, identify what is kind of a standard equipment and what are the equipment that needs uh, calibration, uh, and uh, establishing process so that there are um, tasks that are created that tells the, the company uh, what to do at a given point of time. So that's, that's kind of important. Um, some of the next other uh, of of the uh, of the next topics is just like you mentioned uh, in the beginning of this uh, podcast is also uh, the post market surveillance tools. Okay. So you got audits, uh, you got the NCRs, you got the CAPAs, you got the complaints, uh, and this is um, especially if you're establishing this as a younger company, then these kind of processes are. Uh, are mostly for people that has a product on the market. We also uh, talk with many, many startups that are still in the process of actually um, establishing their first product. And in, in those cases, the post-market surveillance tools are actually uh, more important in a later phase. Yeah. Just a one comment is that the second you have established your QMS system with the procedures and the SOPs and so on, you also need an NCR to capture if you have any uh, NCRs on the procedures. Uh, but for uh, complaints and so on, that is for established companies that has a product on the market. So it's, um, it's, uh, it's, I think it's a, it's a clear point here is about uh, a difference between uh, companies that are really starting to yes. implement an EQMS and companies that already have a quality management system maybe in, in an other um, software and they want to migrate to a, a new one or in paper and want to migrate to an EQMS. 
uh, then we hear is really a distinction. Maybe for the the new companies is really to uh, follow the flow of manufacturing of products or, or development, then manufacturing, then putting on the market, then uh, receiving maybe some complaints, which is then easy for them to uh, make the different phases. And for a company that is already established, uh, it is mainly to um, try to transfer the data from one software to another, or maybe to make a, a clear cut and say, from today, we will just use this software and all what was done on the other or previous one, we continue to close that there, but we are really now from now using this software for any new kappa or any new complaint or any new things. It's uh, You're talking about kind of uh, the cutover plan. That's kind of uh, the last thing you do when you kind of close down the old process and you start up on the new process. Uh, from my experience, it's very difficult for companies to do totally without history, but you're totally right that trying to migrate all history into this kind of system, it wouldn't make sense. It will just be a big mess, actually. Yeah. Uh, so so uh, also when you design these phases, try to look for processes that are repeated often. It is here that you need to start because where you have the repetition of something you're doing over and over again, it is really here where you can actually, uh, where, you should, uh, where you should start. If you only have uh, a process for uh, kind of the suppliers where you only have two suppliers and you don't really have a lot of that, then that shouldn't be the kind of starting point. Exactly. Um, yeah. In terms also of, um, uh, there is the phase where you are, I mean, for a new company, there is the phase, for example, where they are starting to do the, the design, uh, starting to build, if I can say, their quality management system, but also their products. Um, at this stage for new companies, maybe they are still not ISO 13485 certified. Uh, yes. They are just starting to implement that uh, but yeah. they can, if I can say, be ISO 13485 as soon as they have in place all the different modules that are required by this uh, by this ISO. So it's something that will take maybe some time, but also something that will help the companies to uh, learn their software, learn their products. And at the end, I think you have also to show or to prove to a, a certification body that you are using it and that you have also some evidence that the, the system the system is working completely. That's that's a true, but I also think that what you're also talking about here is timing about when you want to go to an electronic system, because I don't think that a very young company that started yesterday should actually uh, start this as kind of the first thing. I think that uh, establishing your key hardcore procedures on paper is actually a good starting point. But it's, it's kind of, you have to be very careful that you don't wait too long because uh, at some point of time, uh, just uh, handling versioning of different, uh, uh, of, of, uh, this, of uh, the different documents, it will get complicated, it will get time con uh, 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 consuming. And uh, you will also kind of risk that uh, you will not be able to identify always what is the latest version of a document. So, so what, is, what is for you at, at that point, what is for you a kind of a, a good identification of the, the right time to move from paper to EQMS? Is, it, is there really like a, a trigger that says, 
now we have to do it or now it's really the right time or is, is there a, a phase during the, the development of your products or is to say now it's the right time to, to move to an EQMS? Uh, I think that the second that you have kind of the, the basic procedures that you need for the QMS, uh, at that point of time, you can actually see if, if uh, you have the time uh, for making the journey. But also understand that if you do the journey at an earlier phase, the time for making the journey is actually shorter. Okay. If you have a lot of history, uh, a lot of uh, established way of doing things, then actually making the journey from what you have established into something that's that might be a little bit uh, different, it will be harder. Okay. And um, so, okay, so now we have established all the audit modules and CR Kappa compliance, etc. all those modules that, and what is the next step for this company now? They have that and they are using that. So what's, what's for you the next? Yes. Uh, two areas that I see. Um, uh, one is uh, regarding the management of uh, the risk. Uh, I think it's very important that you have uh, tools for that. But also one thing, and I think this is something that is overseen in uh, many systems, is that you actually have uh, records that you are creating. You have many of them that are related to the product. It can be purchase orders. It okay. can be incoming inspection. It can be uh, the goods receiving. It can be the manufacturing order. Uh, some of, all of these records are related to the product. You have many of them. And you, if you first establish them on paper, you will have very kind of you will have a hard time later if you want to make that electronic. Uh, so uh, it's kind of understanding that many many companies actually have many of those, and especially also if you're working in different locations, if you might have outsourced some of the procedures to a company outside of your organization. And how do you actually make a repository where you can capture all these records so you have them all together? And if you, if you have local paper archives, uh, then there's a risk that they will stay in paper archives kind of forever. Okay. Yeah. So I think one, one of the things that is also interesting with uh, EQMS is that um, you can really have them uh, or the document placed at the right place, if I can say, when, and yes. when you are looking for them, uh, you can make a quick search and you find them easily. Uh, and it helps me a lot during audits because uh, when yeah, the yeah. auditor are asking me to provide them the, the DHR or the, the, uh, the manufacturing orders, uh, for certain products, and it was done two years ago. Uh, before I have done the um, the dig, the deep dive or the digging in the archive room, <laughs> it was really a nightmare. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, the other one is really yeah with the HUMS when it was really quick because I find directly the copies uh, that I yes. need and I can uh, can show that to the auditor. So, yeah. which is also one of the advantage of having a good record system, recording system with with an HUMS. Yeah. Okay, Jacob, so is there something else related to this topic? Uh, no, I think we're pretty much there. Um, but I, I think what I would like to emphasize as, as the last thing here is that you have to focus on the processes that are very important for you and the ones that you do all the time. If you start with those, you are probably starting on something that will create a lot of value for you and it will also be something that the people will be using all the time because it is constant process.
Okay, so I think um, it's it's really um, I mean the, the the phases or the the project that you, you just defined for the implementation of an EQMS makes really sense, and I hope that some people uh, will think about it when they will start uh, this kind of project and not think to really uh, start as a big project, but really make it as a small waves uh, so that uh, there are people are really used to that. Uh, and as uh, Jacob said also, if you are really starting from the beginning, maybe just start with a simpler uh, paper-based uh, QMS uh, for the first uh, procedures, uh, and then uh, you can move to an EQMS a bit later, but uh, don't wait too, too long. Um, yeah. Jacob, so um, as we mentioned at the beginning, so you are also... Um, uh, working so you are you have created simpler qms which is an eqms yes. so uh, can you tell us more about this tool and also about uh, what you think are really the advantages of using that kind of system for for the uh, medical device manufacturers yeah i can i can try also to tell a little bit about uh, why we actually started this because uh, it was based out of the wishes i had uh, when I started out in this industry, I was just like the customers I have today. Uh, I was trying to struggle, uh, trying to find out how I can actually uh, implement this kind of system. And I uh, see uh, that you needed a big investment. All the companies out there, they want to make a large consultancy uh, task around this and build everything from scratch. Uh, so what we are actually proposing here is that we made the user requirements based on the regulations. All the regulatory requirements from the American standards, from the uh, European standards, we make them as our user requirements. And one of the things that I think is good with all the regulation, which I maybe in the beginning thought was uh, hard, is that it gives you very precise advice on how you need to design this. And it also means that the freedom to operate, to make your own choices inside of the systems is actually more uh, limited. So one of the problems when I, when I was the VP of, uh, of uh, IT was that I often came in where people said, well, we want a standard solution, but in the second conversation, they came with all these kind of very specific needs that was not standard. Okay. So what we, are, we are, what we are proposing here is we use the regulation to make our user requirement specification. And we took all of the requirements to put it into a solution that is pre-configured. It's pre-documented. We have the key procedures that goes around it. Uh, we have, the, uh, we have uh, the instructions for the user training. We have all the test protocols that goes into this that can be used for, uh, for uh, the testing. And we have uh, people that can hold the customer's hand so that they don't have to invent everything. So my idea is to use the regulation and, and kind of just like if you see a cooking class on TV where everything is kind of prepared, that is what we are trying to do. We can prepare everything so that we can try to make a solution that is just aligned with the processes and uh, that the company want to uh, implement and the customer can focus on mainly two things, building their competences, which is number one. That is actually the secret of a good project. If the company that goes live on a new system, if the local people have total competence on the system, everything will go very smooth. So 
people participate in training and people participate in testing and then go live. That's it. No going into a classroom on a blank piece of paper, describing all the processes, writing all the specifications. We did all that. So it's kind of looking at the QMS as when, when you come to our company is that we have all the requirements in there. You have to pick the pieces that will make sense for you. When you pick the pieces, then you also pick the part of the documentation, the test protocols, the instructions that you are going to be trained in. And we can build uh, something where we will have a system that will be ready very, very uh, soon for you. It's built in the cloud. We have capacity for two users or a thousand users. It doesn't really matter. And uh, we, can, we can take your hand and, and in a month establish the first version of the EQMS that you're actually looking for. No, it's and that, great. Will give so, you the, that will give you a good starting point. Yeah. So there's no big up, uh, upfront investment. There's not a lot of uh, classroom designing of processes, uh, which consultants are very happy to do. But we have something that you specify your needs, we scope your project, we do it, we train you, uh, and we go live. Okay, so uh, I think, as, as you mentioned, one of the good points here is the fact that uh, you are really specific to the healthcare business or to the medical device business. That's so you are really translating yeah. the regulation uh, to what is happening uh, on your software. I suppose that if there is a change in the regulation, you are also updating that or making yes. some version because as we mentioned, so it's, um, it's a software that is on the cloud or is uh, available to be used uh, from uh, from each company, but it's really based um, in uh, on your server. So the idea is then that each time there is a change, you can manage this, manage this change, manage the updates, and provide to the customer something that is really up to the each time up to date. Yeah, and I think also here that you're touching something. It's it's important to say that it is not on our server, on some local server that's stationed here in in uh, DK. It's uh, we are working with. Microsoft Azure, which means that capacity and local presence in every uh, kind of uh, market and uh, region of the world is actually out there. They are very specialized in this, uh, so so uh, kind of everything is in place there. Okay, so it's uh, and in terms of validation, which is the next topic of the next episode, we'll talk mainly about that about how to validate an EQMS. But here you are also taking in charge or taking care about all the validation of the of the EQMS. That's correct, and I think it's important to say also when you mentioned about updates and so on, because uh, in the um, validation and and I might be touching a little bit on the next topic. But in the old days, uh, you did the validation and then you tried to keep your environment stable because kind of taking care of, of changes and revalidating was uh, something you only did if you had a gun to your head almost. So uh, what, we, uh, what we're actually embracing here is that we say change is good and it's very important that whatever updates you have for correcting defects to closing uh, the gaps regarding uh, 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 the security that you actually implement these changes. And that actually means that we we do updates every single month and we do validation every single month. Okay. So we have change control process that's kind of running all the time and where we are, where, where we also uh, ensuring that the latest uh, of the fixes and the defects uh, are actually implemented okay. all the time. 
So, um, great. So, uh, also, I mentioned that you also prepared for the audience uh, kind of uh, uh, some documents to uh, to help them really to understand this topic of uh, uh, EQMS implementation. And next week, you will have also the documents for the EQMS validation. Um, and you said to me that you also want to make a, a kind of a, uh, an offer for, for the people. So, what it is exactly? Yeah, you can say that, uh, first of all, we have this uh, checklist. Uh, for uh, establishing an EQMS, uh, you can you can download that after uh, after this uh, uh, introduction. And and the second thing is also what we're offering is actually that uh, the twenty first customers that that gets in contact with us, we're offering them a free workshop where we will try uh, to see if we can scope a project that would make sense for them. Uh, to make the first steps into an e-commerce. Okay. So, um, and for that, uh, there will be kind of uh, just an email to send to you and just, just yes. to mention that you are coming from uh, Easy Medical Device and then it will yes. be kind of, uh, of the sesame for you to get this free EQMS uh, checklist and also yeah. uh, to get uh, one hour with you uh, to, uh, to really have to set up if I can say a project. So, so I think yes. that's a, a great, uh, great gi uh, gift for, for the people. So thank you for that. Um, and uh, I will also put that uh, on the show notes. But um, just for people, where can they find you? So um, I suppose you are on LinkedIn, but they can also find you on, on your website. Yeah, we are on uh, simplaqms.com. Um, so we have a, a website there that explains a lot. Uh, we also in the process of building our own uh, of uh, uh, the YouTube uh, channel and okay. we're also on uh, LinkedIn. Great. So if you are making this YouTube channel, I will link to you <laughs> just that, to see what, what you are doing. Uh, and I think yeah, this topic is really interesting because EQMS is uh, something that uh, a lot of people are looking for now uh, and they, they need a lot of information of it. So I think it's, uh, it's really great to have, uh, to have that. So yeah. for everybody on the audience, so thank you for uh, really uh, your time. Um, I hope you really that you like all those episodes that I'm making with the podcast, uh, with also the YouTube channel. So uh, thank you also because uh, we reached the 1,000 uh, subscribers on the YouTube channel. So uh, thank you for that. Uh, and uh, also, um, if you are really um, liking what I am doing, so it would be great that you subscribe, that you also like uh, all the videos or all the podcasts. And if you can also provide some reviews on Apple uh, Podcasts or Google Podcasts or Spotify, et cetera, et cetera, uh, could be really interesting for me. And something else, if you have a Google Home or an Alexa, please try it for me. Uh, just say, uh, I want to listen to the Medical Device Podcast and let me know if it's really working, if the, my podcast or the episode, the last episode is really popping up uh, from your, from your uh, audio device. Okay, so Jacob, we will meet us each other again uh, next Absolutely. week uh, regarding the EQMS validation. Uh, but now I wish you a nice day. Thank you.